This podcast is brought to you by Bonus Room Productions and We Own This Town. I am Jason T. Mears Esquire. And I'm Kelly Hoyle Bullock. And we are San Divas Today. How's it going, Kelly? Oh. Gonna go back in time. Yes. Oh, man. Gonna go back. I'm so excited about this episode. I cannot wait. uh, Today, guys, we're going to talk all about time travel in um, pop culture, movies, TV. Going to get a little bit of history of it. We're Mm going to talk about some of our favorites, some of the rules of time travel. This is an episode that we've been looking forward to doing for quite a while. Right. We've time traveled with this idea for a while. (laughs) Yeah, we've had to bump it because we've had some excellent (laughs) guests come on and we've had some stuff. So it's had to be bumped around. But... Before we get into time travel, yeah. we have had some most excellent news today regarding casting. Oh, yes, we have. Like, I, I love it when we're getting ready to record and we're going in and before we, we turn the mics on, we check the news feeds and we see that there's mm-hmm. actually been casting news. So we're getting it like high energy right, right. stuff. And, and even before that, just in case anyone's worried, New Orleans is flooding, but the set of Bill and Ted 3 is not. They are dry right now. So. Right now, but th- there are concerns mm-hmm. with the... Uh, Hurricane Barry, which is ironically named, considering the uh, villain in Bill and Ted Three, you know, oh, uh, is uh, is is Noho Hank from right, Barry? Right, yeah. right, exactly. Oh, so man. I'm just I, bringing I, it around, baby. I saw that and I I, I heard the man go Barry, and I was just, oh man, ah, so good. But I, I hope everyone stays dry and safe down there. Um, I'm hoping to get down there next week, but with the hurricane, I might not be able to, which is a super bummer. But that's a much less bummer than, you know, people actually dealing with flooding and hurricanes. So, okay. Hope everyone's safe. Hope the crew's safe. Hope the movie is able to keep uh, producing and Mm -hmm. and filming and and moving forward. But here's the casting news we got today. All right. Late on. Okay. I'm going to start out with the first one here. Uh, This is uh, Holland Taylor. Uh, She is an Emmy winning actress from the practice. She's been all over the place. She's Mm -hmm. done some uh, voices for Disney animation. She's a lot of authoritative roles, right? Absolutely. I recall in uh, like Legally Blonde, she was the authoritative person for Reese Witherspoon, who was definitely the person who uh, was the main actress in that (laughs) film. She's going to be playing the great leader in Face the Music. Which is interesting. I'm wondering if this is going to be one of the three most important people. Right, right. Like the Clarence Clemens, he seemed to be the leader mm-hmm. in the first movies. Well, he did have the highest up. That's right. See? He was the highest up and right. he's the big man. Right, exactly. So it, interesting that, you know, this is going to be the person basically in charge of the future. She's probably going to send back the Rufus type character, Kelly, to the past to make sure that Bill and Ted write the song. It's just interesting that now they have the great leader, not the three most important people. And it's also interesting to me that this is an actress and not a musician. Right. Which, oh, okay, cool. I, it would have been neat to find somebody who fit both those categories, mm-hmm. but I'm trusting in the process. Right, the right. Process. There's things we don't know yet. So, yeah, hey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I'm excited to see her in the film. I think she's going to do a great job. Okay, uh, so now expand on this Rufus-type character. This Rufus-type character? With a great first name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, first name, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Great name. Great name. Also the name of George Carlin's daughter. I think we've discussed this in the past. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're speculating that Kelly is going to be Rufus's daughter. It just seems like a fair assumption. Might not be the case. Right. Could be a scenario. The character shows up. Bill and Ted don't find out the lineage until later in the movie. Something like that. Right, right, right. Or there could be nothing there. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think the writers would do that. So this role has also been cast. And we just found out about this today. Kristen Schaal. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. I'm so excited. I love her. She's great. I love her. I, I've seen her live do stand-up. She did this amazing little bit where uh, she she uh, did a one-woman show about Emily Dickinson. It was hilarious. It was before a live reading of Bob's Burgers. Love Bob's Burgers. Right. Right. She, she's just Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. Everything she is in, she makes yeah, yeah. better. She's uh, just fantastic on Last Man on Earth. Yes. I mean, just she's great. Mm-hmm. She is great. She is in probably the best episode of What We Do in the Shadows ever and has <laughs> an amazing, amazing part in that. I, I can't talk about it because if you haven't seen it, it ruins it. Definitely watch that show. Anyway, so stoked. She's not Helen Mirren, which is a bummer. Yeah. But if it, you're not getting Helen Mirren for a role... Get Kristen Shaw. We've so, got, so we seem to have a theme going on here. We you know? do. We a do. lot of female roles in this movie. Yes, we, which is awesome. It's I, think it's, I, mean, I think it's great, yeah. Uh, but I've noticed a lot of backlash online and fan forums, Facebook pages, things like that. And it's it's really a bummer, man. It, and it's, it's really specific to the daughters, right? The, the daughters, yeah. So uh, a lot of people are complaining about the fact that Bill and Ted have daughters. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people complaining. They're like, well, Bill and Ted had sons in Bogo's Journey. And it's like, dudes, that's your own assumption. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, exactly. your, that's your own bias that you're bringing into this thing. They never said it was sons or daughters. Mm-hmm. Ed Solomon addressed this in a tweet, did he not? He did address it in a tweet. He makes a, a great point, I think. First of all, little Bill and little Ted were actually played by female baby actors. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing he points out is that, you know, and I think his best his best argument for justifying this move is the fact that they would be redundant in having the children grow up to be boys and then make them just like Bill and Ted. Because they, we've they, already seen that. We've already seen that. We've, we've seen, seen that seen with it. Bill and Ted. Yeah. And so case closed. Right, right. So just keep an open mind, guys. You know, just be excellent to each other. Don't let this toxic fandom creep into something as pure and beautiful as Bill and Ted, because it is all about joy and love and togetherness and friendship and being upset because you thought two babies were boys and they turned out to be girls. It just slow your roll, guys. Slow your rolls. And I don't want I don't want to see any grousing about the fact that the Rufus type character is now being played by a woman. The great leader in the future is a woman that it just stop. Just stop, guys. It, there's no need. I, yeah. I just see the backlash, but we've had enough film and television and works of fiction that have had it the other way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so let's. Let's enjoy what we're doing here. Also, some other news. I don't know if we've addressed this yet, but I want to get this out there. Uh, Photos from the set confirm that Gandhi is going to be in the next film as a historical person and Sacagawea. Right. And then I don't know that we mentioned, looks like Kid Cudi will be playing Jimi Hendrix. Right. Right. Which, yes. The the photo of that just looks Yeah, he looks fantastic. Uh, I know next week down in the week that this episode drops, they're going to be shooting a scene involving Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, so okay. they've, they've done a big casting call for uh, people to be Revolutionary War reenactors. Yeah, that's down great. There. So, that'll um, be and then I think they just confirmed that uh, Beck Bennett from SNL shot his first scene as uh, as Deacon Logan. Awesome! I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited, man. We are like just over a year away from seeing this movie. And something else Ed Solomon tweeted recently, which I, I found refreshing and kind of helped me adjust my expectations a little bit, not in a good or bad way, but he talked about the relationship between Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. And what he liked most about Bogus Journey was that it was its own film. It wasn't just a yep. rehash of the first exactly. one. Exactly. And he very, very explicitly said, this third movie is its own movie as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're going in expecting like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 
only done 30 years later, it's not going to be that. Right. And I'm of the opinion that this is what good screenwriters do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's it's the Gremlins 2 thing, right? Yeah. We, we've talked about this mm-hmm. ad nauseum at this point. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this time travel discussion we've been meaning to have. One of the great parts of Bill and Ted, I mean, it's the feature of excellent adventure that they travel in time in a phone booth. Some folks may not realize this out there, but that is not the first iteration of time travel in popular culture. What? Yeah. And so yours truly has done some half-assed internet research on the history of time travel in society. Oh, excellent. You know, and and looking back, it, it seems to me that time travel, sort of the modern way we think of time travel, was popularized with H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. This was published in 1895. Now, it certainly wasn't the first iteration of time travel. It's just that that's when it really became kind of a science fiction concept. And wasn't that kind of one of the first science fiction, like, works, period? I mean... Maybe. Like, I'm not sure where Jules Verne stuff fits yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like, I, I did a little more digging and just time travel as a concept, mm-hmm. right? So that was found in ancient Jewish, Hindu, and Japanese mythology just going back thousands of years. And then novels... So time travel was really used as sort of a sleep dream thing in novels that date back prior to the time machine. You had Rip Van Winkle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he sleeps and then wakes up and everything's changed. You have Dickens' Christmas Carol. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Right? So forward, backward in time via his, like, dreams, so to speak. Twain's Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. That's a time travel dream. Yes, it is. And so, you, you know... You had it kind of building, I think, towards the time machine. And then from everything I've gathered, that just that became very popular, you know, especially uh, in America and England, I think, when that. Sure. And, that and I've got to I've got to uh, correct myself. I, I was completely off base with the, uh, the, the one of the first science fiction things. I mean, this stuff goes way back. You're, you're absolutely right. I was just it's some of this was news to me. I did yeah. not know a lot of this. Before I mean, think about think about Mary, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, right? That that's total sci-fi. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, from there, uh, you know, one of our favorite books, Slaughterhouse Five. Yes. Has a great concept of being unstuck in time. Mm-hmm. Right. God, it almost felt like the precursor to like sort of modern film direction where you just like splice in, you know, the Tarantino kind of style of just I mean, splicing we're, in different we're, we're gonna, timelines. Yeah. Right. We're going to we're going to do uh, some top of lists here in a bit and one mm-hmm. of my films definitely okay. recalls that so okay great great one cool thing i found was that chris madison's dad richard madison famous sci-fi mm-hmm. author he wrote a book called bid time return i may have typed that down wrong but uh it's where a man travels he time travels via hypnosis to visit a woman he found in an old photograph and there was a movie based on that book called somewhere in time with christopher reeve and jane seymour oh, like in 1980 yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 so i thought that was pretty cool that's so cool um and then of course you know, more recently, you know, Harry Potter's used it, right? Oh, Azkaban. You know, was that Prisoner of Azkaban? Prisoner of Azkaban. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, I did find something cool. In 2006, there was a book written called The Plot to Save Socrates, where time travelers try to prevent him from drinking hemlock. Whoa. Nice. That feels like that could be a Bill and Ted yeah, plot, it right? Does, it like, does. Like, what if they realize, like, oh, no, Socrates, he yeah. killed himself. You know, in, uh, <laughs> Evan Dorkin, in one of his comic books, they realized that Lincoln was assassinated and they went back and tried to save him. Ah. And then, you know, the world went to shit and mm-hmm. they, you know, sadly realized that Lincoln had to die. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's funny. One of my favorite time traveling TV shows, which I'm sure might be on your list, deals with that. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Not Lincoln so much. Kennedy, though. Right, right. 
Um, that was sort of the background on like fiction. And then you sort of had with that the rise of it in film, right? Mm-hmm. So 1921, a silent version of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court was made. And then uh, 10 years later, they did a sound version of it. And then I think Bing Crosby did a version later. But that was, there you go, <laughs> right. some of your earliest films that ever deal with it. And then I think from from there, there was nothing that really stuck out to me. But then you have the 60s come around mm-hmm. and Doctor Who shows up, oh, yeah. right? And that's where you, you know, you start laying the groundwork for, for, uh, for a time traveling phone booth. Yes. Phone <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, the Planet of the Apes films. Uh, yeah, time travel, although Into the Future, which is... Into the Future, which... I guess yeah. the time machine was too, didn't it? Uh, the time machine, they went way into the future mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Slaughterhouse Five, the movie. Yep. Which is, I think, uh, somewhat underrated. It, it, it is underrated. Um, I, I actually have it on my list as jo- a, George Roy Hill directed. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I, I put it on my list, which uh, we haven't even talked about yet, just to mention Vonnegut and Slaughterhouse Five mm-hmm. and to get people to read that book if they haven't. But I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you've read Slaughterhouse Five. So <laughs> I'll shut up now. Something else that we talked about uh, with Noel Murray, which I would like to maybe parse out a little bit more with you, is the rules for time travel and the various rules. There seem to be some commonalities, but you know, obviously in Bill and Ted, it's pretty fast and loose and they kind of poo-poo the rules. The only real rule that's laid out is that the clock in San Dimas or the present where you're from the never present, stops ticking. Right, it keeps keeps going. But they almost automatically just figure out a loophole with that by figuring out that they can do things in the future and mm-hmm. come back to the past to fix it. Right, right. So, right, and, and where they time travel without actually doing any time traveling. Right, they're just like, we'll go in the future mm-hmm. and we'll do this thing. Yep. I don't mind that because time travel in and of itself is a little bit of a ludicrous prop proposition right yep and so the first thing anybody's going to say is like time travel can't work like that because of this logical fallacy or this paradox that will be created yeah. when you're dealing with a comedy or some some sort of entertainment it's neat if you have a way to get around that quickly where you don't have to think too much about on the other hand i do appreciate a film that tries to take it as seriously as possible and parse things out as we talk about our favorites and go through our, our top lists here Maybe let's just see if we can parse out some of the yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can think about the rules there. Yeah. Okay. The first movie I have here it ended up on both of our lists. 12 Monkeys. Yep. Yep. Uh, All time Stone Cold classic. Right. Right. Pretty sure we saw that at the Indian Lake Cinema. Yes. Saw it together. It was great. <laughs> I, I, I saw it a couple times in theaters. Yeah. I love that. Terry um, Gilliam is just. Bruce was still at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt was, I mean, it was, this was uh long haired Brad era, right? Yeah. Th- this is like the, you know, the like dic- Le- legends of the fall. He was probably like right after that. Right. Right. And it, this introduced me to the idea, although he had done Californication beforehand of the duality of Brad Pitt. Yeah. If he is an ugly character or kind of a vile character, the movie's going to be amazing. Yeah. If he's just a very handsome man, it's not going to be as good. The only counterpoint I have is A River Runs Through It. It's okay. It's a f- fantastic film. Okay. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I slept through that one, but I'll take your word for it, dude. All right. So with 12 Monkeys, let's talk about the rules that were laid out there. Um, time travel seemed very scary. The government completely controls it, right? Yes. They're sending prisoners back to try to correct... This plague that has wiped out. They're not even trying to correct humankind. it. They're just right. trying to like find out information. Figure out, find out information. Yeah. Figure out who did it. So that they can change things in the future. Right. Because according to the rules, you can't actually change the past. Okay. Nothing yeah. you can do can change the past. And that actually tends to pan out. 
Right. You know, like, even though he tries to do things, yeah, yeah. it's all for nothing. He's nine. always had this vision. What was great with that movie, spoiler alert, <laughs> is that, you know, he watches himself die. Yes. And yeah. that's a vision that he has from being a kid, and then it comes back at the end, right? Yeah. And just, the beginning is yeah. the end. It's so good. So good. <laughs> so I, I think there the main rule is you can't change anything. Yeah. And that they don't blow that. Like, that is a solid rule and turns out to be true, which is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. What would you have next? All right, so another one I had was the classic Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Really, we can just discuss probably most of the Terminator universe, though. The universe is a lot bigger than I'd like to think of it. I'm really a first two films kind of a guy with this. Yep. I mean, the third one was forgettable at best. Uh, I saw... Don't get me started on the Christian Bale one. (laughs) Is that Salvation? (laughs) I never saw Genesis. Um, Although the, the preview for the new one... Yeah. It looks promising. I mean, they're trying to go Logan with Terminator now. Yeah. And I, I'm here for it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's whatever. I'll, hey, uh, I'll give it a shot on whatever streaming service it's uh, on. Mackenzie Davis is in it, though. Mm, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yes. All right. Yeah. And Linda, Linda Hamilton's <laughs> back. So I'm, I'm all about it. So, rules there, some things that were interesting. Uh, when you time travel, you can't wear any clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you're, na- true. you're naked wherever yeah. you show up, but you get to keep your hair. Get to keep your hair. Yeah, I, I would assume like if you can't keep your clothes, then all of your hair would fall off as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And you might be like totally exfoliated. <laughs> Anything that was on you that was like a dead cell just would completely be... radiated. Right. <laughs> Not the case though. Not the case. But yeah, you're traveling nude. You come out looking like powder. Right. <laughs> and so what else do we have there? We had with that one, you could go back in time and change things. Yes. Supposedly. Now Sort of what they did with their sequels was kind of undo that. So by the third one, which not a good movie, but really I think the basis of that was that what happened in the second one just put off the end of the world like however many years right, later. Right, it turned it from like hardware to software, right? So it was yeah. basically a software with Skynet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. But just as an action movie, I mean, one of the greatest action movies of the 90s. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Great soundtrack. Really good performances. Really mm-hmm. good performances. And as far as... The, the, the apex of Edward Furlong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The T-1000, those special effects were just amazing mm-hmm. for the time. And yeah, yeah. That, that film really... That, that morphing effect that yeah. they did, which I could be wrong here, but I feel like that was debuted in the Michael Jackson black or white video. That's the first time I remember seeing that, which aired as a special after on, the Simpsons, on right? On Fox, yeah. On Fox, yeah. yeah. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's the first time I remember seeing that and it predated T2, but uh, feel free to correct me, internet. Yeah, we'll have to look into that because, <laughs> hmm, I wonder which did come first. Man. Yeah, yeah. We'll check it out. I might be completely wrong. Well, that's something to, to either pat ourselves on the back for or scold ourselves <laughs> for next episode, for sure. Um, okay, what else? Uh, to get a little less serious, um, I had Flight of the Navigator, um, oh, which I look back yeah. with such warm nostalgia. Yeah. And there was, I feel like that movie had a little bit of a dark touch, which I kind of dug when he realizes he's in the future. Uh, and this was, so this one was done in a way where he like, Falls down a, a ditch, hits his head, passes out, wakes up, tries to go back home, and suddenly he's, I forget how many years into the future, 10 or 15, yeah, something like yeah. that. That scene is so great because there's sheer horror in this little kid's face. I remember being a kid and being <laughs> frightened as hell. I mean, that was so scary. And I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, what would happen if I were in that situation? That would right. be tragic. And just think about it now, like the the terror that the the parent, the, the mother feels, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, God. the look on her face. Oh, Man. Those actors sold it nicely. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and then, of course, you know, 
know, spoiler alert, that it's an alien spaceship that does this to this kid. And, uh, you know, he's taken to NASA. Like the whole the whole sequence where he has to go to NASA and H- Howard Hesseman, mm. I believe, is the NASA scientist. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, from, shoot, what was his TV show where he was the teacher? Uh, oh, that was uh, uh, Head of the Class. Head of the Class. Yep. A classic. Yep. And Sarah Jessica Parker, one yeah. of the first movies that I can remember seeing her in. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the famous voice of the alien ship, Paul Rubens. Yes. And I guess not the voice for the whole time. It's like he goes into a mode at, at a certain point, and then it becomes like Pee Wee Herman's voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which was, I thought was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it, it's a good movie. It's a little bit lighter. There's some drama. There's and, some comedy. And it's also that great... 80s kid thing where it's it is a little dark you know yeah yeah when the films were not as scared to scare children Mm -hmm. or to to have some very frightening things going on and i thought for the time the effects were pretty good there with the ship oh yeah the ship looked really cool the way the uh steps would kind of melt off you know they had no support yep I guess a couple years after that, you get uh, Back to the Future 2 and the hoverboard, right? Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which, oh man, everybody wanted a hoverboard. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. So Flight of the Navigator. Another comedy I had on here, I don't know if you've seen it before, is Hot Tub Time Machine. I have seen Hot Tub okay. Time Machine. I, I just thought that that was a great, irreverent comedy and a really creative, funny way to do time travel. Something closer to the vein of Bill and Ted, right? Sure, sure, um, sure. Maybe it's... way more mean-spirited, but... <laughs> true, true. Definitely uh, more mean-spirited. But using the humor of time travel, it, it, yeah. really neat. Really yeah, neat yeah, yeah. idea. I, I, d- I don't recommend the sequel. I, I, I avoided it. I avoided the sequel. <laughs> I avoided it. And then the last one I had on my list was Looper, which I think is a lot closer to uh, 12 Monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, al- and also same actor. Yes. So uh, Looper, because I don't I don't think there's really rules with Hot Tub Time. No, no, there's or, no rules. And, and that's fl- the beauty of it. Yeah. Right? And like Flight of the Navigator, I don't really recall there being any like hard and fast. You can't yeah. do this if you're time traveling. Yeah. Rules. To go back on Navigator, um, he had to like navigate, go so fast and try not to get zapped by lightning or what it was. Maybe it was closer to the Superman rules. Yeah. 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 It probably so, was. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Looper. Uh, the old, I mean, things in the past did have a direct consequence to things from the future mm-hmm. or things in the present. So yep. the end of that, he ends the threat against the lady and the boy at the farmhouse by essentially killing himself. Would you consider some of that to be kind of the butterfly effect a little bit? Oh, um, where you alter one thing and then with Back to the Future 2, uh, you know, the Biff timeline, right? Right, right. It gets... It gets changed because of one little thing you did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Looper is the greatest example. Well, I of mean, that. I don't know if that's butterfly effect because butterfly effect is more like uh, you know you change this small thing and then there's this huge unintended consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere out of left field, and you're like, oh, holy shit, I stepped on that. You know. Uh, so I think with Looper, it's more of a direct. Yeah. Okay. You know, like at the end, spoiler alert: Joseph Gordon-Levitt shoots himself, mm-hmm. which kills Bruce Willis, who is also. Joseph I think we just realized that Looper is twelve monkeys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, so th- that's definitely a rule. I haven't seen that recently enough to know if there are others. Okay, like, uh, other rules from that, but that was such yeah. a good movie. Yeah, such a good unlike movie. the butterfly effect, <laughs> right? Which Terrible not, movie. Not such a great movie. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so let's see what I got on here that you did not touch. Um, I did have Slaughterhouse-Five on mine, but more just to recommend the book. The -hmm. the, the movie's cool, but definitely read the book first. Yeah, and uh, and again, you know, to reiterate, the being Billy Pilgrim is unstuck in time. It's just the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's so, (laughs) so good. Um, 
So I had Primer on here. Have you seen Primer? Primer, yes. I mean... Fantastic. That is a movie that really drills down onto the rules and consequences of mm-hmm. traveling through mm-hmm. time. I've seen it three times. I'm still not sure that I've got all of the threads <laughs> everywhere. I've seen charts online, but oh man. It, they, time right. travel destroys relationships, right? <laughs> it does. It does. Um, and then the other one that I have that has not been mentioned in this, let me ask you if you think this movie is a time travel movie. Okay. Arrival. Arrival. Hmm. Because uh, the main character in that essentially becomes unstuck in time like Billy Pilgrim. You're right. Okay. So, you know, it's science fiction Mm -hmm. and it plays with the timeline, but it's more like her consciousness and understanding the future and the past and knowing how things are going to play out. And Right. uh, Uh, Not unlike a certain television show. Absolutely. uh, Might have done. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I I mean, I adore Arrival. I, I, I think it's phenomenal. And I think it's close enough to time travel to be warranted in the top. But I I don't know. I would say the rule there is the 12 monkeys rule where you can't change anything. Okay. Nothing you can do will change anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's all going to happen how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great that we matched up like a couple of movies on the list like we we knew we would. (laughs) Who knew the two guys who've known each other for basically 30 years and (laughs) yeah, uh, shocking. So I'm sure like our television lists are going to be completely, completely different. So, so So we couldn't do this without mentioning TV as well. One of your favorites is one of my favorites, along with the Bill and Ted movies. This was right there when we had first become friends, and that's Quantum Leap. Yep, yep. And yep. the idea of putting right what once went wrong, actually changing the past. Right. And that show, uh, I haven't gone back and rewatched, you know, probably since the 90s. So I have no idea how dated it would be now. Oh, it's so dated. It is so <laughs> dated. Uh, but it, it's, it's essentially like a sci-fi touched by an angel, right? It has not aged well. From what I've seen it, but not for the reasons that you might think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, so one, you, you have basically a white savior thing going on where you have sure. this guy going back and entering the body of like a, a black person during Jim Crow era. And, you know, right, like, right. Uh, they, I, they had that episode where it was essentially driving Miss Daisy. Right? Yep. Yes. Uh, so a lot of it is very hokey, but mm-hmm. I think the good episodes still really land. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one of the best series finales I, I can recall ever seeing. Yeah, top five we, series finale. We, ta- ever. we talked about that. The, the year of that finale was kind of the year television died for me as an adolescent because we lost Quantum Leap, Cheers, and Wonder Years all in the same season. Right. And it's like, <laughs> what do we do now? I'm not going out and dating girls. So some of the concepts, it was like you could change stuff in the past. But but they did reach a ceiling with that because what he was doing was it was tiny changes with ordinary people, and when they finally got around to having him leap into Lee Harvey Oswald, he couldn't stop the Kennedy assassination. Right, and they they played with that, and they're like, well, Kennedy was always supposed to die. Yeah. But in the world of the TV of the series, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis had died as well, had also been assassinated. So the thing that he was able to change was, was save Jackie her life. O. Okay. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, that that show just. One of my favorite time travel things that that show went a long way to making me the nerd that I am now. Mm-hmm. One of the other ones I wanted to mention, but we can't talk a whole lot about because it's airing right now is Legion, mm-hmm. and they are playing with time travel this new season that's airing right now, and it is fantastic. Oh, I gotta get caught. Um, it's one of the more original ways, and they definitely ignore rules. The, the rules that they do introduce are very original. I haven't seen before, so it's a neat reinvention of it. I'll, I think. Oh. 
I'll get caught up, all right? Get off my back. I will get caught up. <laughs> and then finally, you knew I had to mention it, and it's the show Lost. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Which, you know, time travel was not a feature for the entire series. It's just in some of the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, really, one in particular, but this this idea of, like, you know, this wheel under this island that you push and then it makes it move. And basically the island kind of came unstuck in time there for a while. But what that show did do, and we talked about this with Noel Murray in our interview, it allowed you to revisit earlier scenes from the series from a different point of view. And that's a feature of time travel that Bill and Ted utilizes, that Back to the Future utilize, and I think is great. It, it's something that can play to great dramatic effect, like on Lost, but then great comedic effect in these movies. Right. And I know we've already confirmed in the third movie we're going we're going to see that sweet Circle K scene again. <sighs> so I can't wait to see how they do that. I, I cannot either. I cannot either. It's, I bet it's going to involve a phone booth. I, it better. Um, <laughs> that your three? That's my three. Okay. That's my three. Yeah. So I've only got two others that you haven't mentioned. Okay. Uh, and this first one I'm going to talk about. Not all of it is about time travel, but when they did time travel. It was just excellent. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. We can't talk time travel without talking Star Trek. No, because it's a feature of the entire series. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they do it everywhere. Yep. And The Next Generation, uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, one of my mm, favorite episodes yeah. of television ever. It's just, it's great. And the way that they do time travel, you know, they go through a wormhole and things change. And it, it's, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. And that one you are able to, if I'm remembering correctly, because it's been a few years since I've seen it, you are actually able to go and make changes because what they ended up doing was making everything better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they actually sent well, one of the characters that had died previously showed up and then stuck around and like, it was cool what they did. It was very cool what they did. So when Star Trek does time travel, generally they do it. Very yeah. Well, yeah. Even and in the movies. Yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed some of it in the movies, like first contact. I thought, yeah, that was, was done really one well. of the better uh, mm-hmm. next generation ones. Yeah. As a kid, I loved, uh, Star Trek Four, yeah, with the whales, Voyage Home with the yeah. whales, yeah, I mean, that it, was fun. It, it, that was more of a comedy than yeah, anything, you yeah. know. And it, that was that was kind of neat. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one, which I will die on this hill because I love this show so much, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, it is all about time travel, and it is just the very definition of big dumb fun. Skip the first season; it was kind of hot garbage, <laughs> but after that, it is just a treat. It is just a treat, and. They've got rules on there, but they're kind of fickle with their enforcement of them. But again, it's big, dumb fun. So you don't really pay, you don't have to pay too much attention. And when they enforce it, it's for reasons. But God, it's so much fun. Just watch that show. (laughs) Watch that show. You can watch it all on on Netflix right now and get caught up. And it is so much fun. The Flash and the other uh, DC shows, because I'm a DC nerd, they all have a few good seasons, but then they get way too self-serious. DC's Legend of Tomorrow goes the exact opposite way, and it's just so much fun to watch. That's great. Yeah. You know, the fun thing with this exercise of kind of looking up a lot of this stuff is I just hadn't realized how often time travel has been done and how many different ways it has been done. Because mm-hmm. you think sort of a time travel concept just gets beaten in the ground and it's old hat. But I don't know. I think I'm. I think I've changed my my mind now legion has helped me change that mind currently as mm-hmm. far as the thing i'm watching right now that's like oh man i'm thinking about this in a different way uh but i don't know it's it's a very malleable subject you know so kudos to all those ancient ones in the hindu japanese and jewish mythology yeah. thank you thank you for 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 giving us this concept yeah thank you very much i mean we really <laughs> owe bill and dead to them so uh that is that is just fantastic 
So anything else? Man, I, I think that's enough. This has been a real treat just to sit down with you and talk about this stuff and hash yeah. it out. Uh, I love that we got some new casting news mm-hmm. today. Um, man, I'm, I'm just really, really stoked. Hopefully... Folks down in Louisiana are going to be safe, right? Right. Stay dry, mm-hmm. and uh, that the filming goes all right as well. And I think it's time, you know, we thank our producer Michael Leeds from We Own This Town for producing this podcast. He's also newly engaged, so give him a congrats when you see him. Nice. And Scott Bricklin and Scooby Tunes music. I'm not sure about the marital state of Scott Bricklin, but I hope he's happy, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir, for allowing us to use your most excellent song walk away for our intro and outro music and uh kelly i think everybody should be excellent to each other gotta go back in time wonderful (laughs) thanks wikipedia i really wish we would have had that when we were in high school (laughs) right Dude, can you imagine how stupid we would be now? Oh, I mean, much stupider than we are, but I, I'm i just thinking, like, how helpful it would have been in Mr. Jones's class. Oh, God. Yeah. Right? Right? I mean, those fucking book reports. Right. Is that guy still alive? I don't know, man. That's something makes me think there's no way, but... Yeah. <laughs> no way slash man will never die. <laughs> Wherever he is, dead or alive, I hope he's got that medallion around him. And I'd like to point out right now, we were talking about history reports that we had to do in high school. Yes. All right. Yeah. Tag. <laughs>